this is a toddler that <laughs> I, I have to be around because I can't punt toddlers. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 112094.1. Welcome aboard the Starships Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, her reticular node is completely detached from her cortical lobe. It's Ambassador Danae. I just, I read that wrong, but it's okay. It works. <laughs> yeah, you forgot the line where, and she's singing about it. That's, that's oh, the part that you forgot. Yeah, I was gonna do that, or like she enjoys singing to the to like her colleagues that she tortures, but then it was too wordy. But just sing anyway. <laughs> oh, was amazing! What just happened? Just you, you, tried my to, you tried to direct me, I did, and make me stop singing my beautiful voice. And my equipment, and then you hurt me. yourself. Yeah, exactly. So don't that's, you dare! Don't you stop her? You that, let her that's sing. What happens. You should, you should never try to stop me from my beautiful singing. Nope. Speaking of beauty, it's Romance Month, <laughs> Ambassador. It's the month That's of... That's such a bullshit lead-in. Hold on. Hold on. on. Let, let's... Speaking of trash heaps, it's... Da, 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 da. Yeah. Speaking of beautiful Speaking things... Speaking of the most annoying sound you could ever hear, it's love time. Yeah. Speaking of things we all hate, <laughs> it's Valentine's <laughs> Month, and we have tangentially decided to do some... Of the more lovey episodes of Star Trek, with the caveat that they are unconventional and recommended by you, the listener. I'm really excited for this new season of Captain's Pod. Me too. Is it a new season? Am I redoing Isn't the numbers? It? Like when we oh, when no. we switch when we switch oh, over into no. a new category, don't we do a different season? Uh, yeah, but that means I've got a that means the star date at the beginning is wrong. Oh, well then, fucking bollocks. fix it. No, Let's it's fine. Back. Next week, we'll just... No, it's not. No, 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 no. You keep doing this. We're doing a new... Se- oh, gosh, It's a new it. season. Okay. Yeah. Disregard previous log entry. Uh, Captain's Pod 12, 2094.1. Oh, Jesus Christ. There we Christ. go. Computer, amend that <laughs> log. Fix it in... I ain't fixing it in post because that's not going to make any sense. But, uh, however, monsters are behind us. We are now going into some lovely episodes. We're staying with the Q and... Damn it. We're staying with Voyager and hitting the Q and the Grey. But before that, we have an email... Emails. Okay, hailing frequencies open, everyone. It's time for us to read your emails from Discord, Twitter, and well, email. But we will not be yeah. doing that. Today. No, we're not. We're not. What's wrong? <laughs> Good, because I just I don't want to be in the shuttle bay anymore. I kind of want to get in the shuttle eventually. I just keep looking over at it, and I'm like, can we just read our emails <laughs> they're not, someplace they're else? Not allowed. You're not. That's oh, okay. Those right. are completely right. off limits. Uh, there's a very good reason for that. Um, no, I wish it, I w- if we were a cartoon right now, yes. it would be like close up to Danae's eyes where she just keeps looking over and at the shuttle. And so <laughs> big, and you're just, as soon as you I just told me, like, you just said I can't do something because something is secret. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I start reading right. the email, and you're just like walking over like, in the background already, just yeah. sat on the shuttle. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. We're doing something different this week because we actually have an audio message that has been sent to us Yay! that we're going to listen to. Love this. How does this work? Do they send it on Discord? Uh, no, send it as a as an MP3 file on um, by email. Oh, that's awesome. <gasps> Should we get a Captain's Pod e- like a phone number where people can call in with their questions? Yeah, I don't know how that is. That even necessary? Can't they just? None of this is necessary. Do it on an email. Like, like everything we're doing is not necessary. <laughs> Here is the hotline. 
Oh, can I do it? Yeah, if you want. Is that a, <laughs> wait, is that a thing that we can do? Do we have the technology? You just <laughs> when you when your voice, you're just like yeah, yeah. Like I'm so, so scared. Yeah. So here is a lovely audio from Mr. Ken Holtzhauser, who did not give me a pronunciation. So <laughs> hope that was right. Greetings, Captain Ian and Ambassador Dene. This is gentleman cartoonist Ken Holtzhauser. I wanted to drop you a quick line to, uh, well, to congratulate you on this great podcast that I've been enjoying for so long. Thanks, Ken. And to express my, uh, well, my considerations for the most recent episodes you've done. Now, this email came in a couple of weeks ago, and it's in reference to a string of season one episodes we did from... Uh, the next generation and there was a we kind of talked a little bit about how season this is like conspiracy and skin of evil where tasha dies and the head gets exploded um during the monster episodes and we were just like season one is a little bit dated and we had like some all of us kind of had some criticisms about season one and i think ken is going to take us to task for a lot of people especially people who were watching television back in 87 88 there are uh, poor opinions, I think, of Star Trek The Next Generation Season 1. There's uh, Some of it, I think, is colored by the time. Some of it, I think, is colored by a certain fandom interest in the purity of the original series. But uh, having picked up a relatively cheap Blu-ray set of Season 1, which has been upscaled, and watching it with fresh eyes, Season 1 is actually a pretty good primer for star trek the next generation i think it is a good slow way to introduce the characters kind of get a feel for the universe and remember this is a production company that is trying to figure out how to do star trek all over again i love that point because like just that man star trek uh, star trek went off the original series went off the air in 69 um nice and then comes (laughs) and then comes back in 87 like yeah and nowadays you wait 20 years and you reboot something and you do a sequel like there's a new constantine movie coming out constantine whatever movie coming out with keanu reeves 20 years after the original and it's like that's just kind of normal now but back in the day if you're off the air for 20 years you're dead like nothing is happening (laughs) and like tng comes back and is reinventing the star trek wheel like that's they did have a lot um a lot to live up to there's hiccups, there's yeah. bumps. That's going to happen with every television series. But I will tell you that I think pound for pound, this is a really good season of fun, colorful, thought-provoking sci-fi television. So the fact that you did two episodes that were set during the infamous first season and came out of it really enjoying what they had to say warms my heart immensely. Aww. Aww. We kind of, we that did. We actually did have a pretty good time with those episodes. Like, yeah, conspiracy. I remember being like, "Wow, what are we doing with like horror in Star Trek and a huge conspiracy?" And Skin of Evil was like murder, Tasha. <laughs> like super dark episodes. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts for Darmok and Jalad <laughs> at Tanaka. Oh my God! Oh no! <gasps> so this obviously came in before oh, Darmok. No! Sorry, Ken. Oh, Ken, like, you're regretting sending that message so much right now, because historically now we know that that was a a low point for me. 
I'm so happy oh you loved these episodes of Star Trek. I can't wait to hear what you think of Darmok. Oh, no. And this is an interesting point to say. I I have still been thinking about that episode mm -hmm. because, you know, this show, we watch it, we immediately react to mm -hmm. it. So we don't go back and, and say, hey, how is this hitting you after all this time? It's just we move on so quickly. Yeah. And I have been thinking about what stands out to me from that episode still and i'm still not really sure that it's like one that like that i would go back to i'm sorry ken oh god ken, sorry, ken. i want i want this gentleman cartoonist yeah gentleman what cartoonist that? that what is a gentleman cartoonist it's a cartoonist that is a gentleman but I, I, my biggest shock from that episode was how much of like our live show and emails agreed with you as well. I don't, mm. I can't remember an email that said I quit. Like the ambassador has pushed me too far. I can't have this. They basically agreed with your point of view. Well, I don't, and I don't like. I'm glad to know that other people obviously are that I'm not so far on the other side of opinion. Mm. I have been in the past, and it's just like you have to kind of be okay with it every once in a while, yes. but. But um, I'm really enjoying this voice message. Is that all or is it a little bit more? No, that's more. Back to Ken. Okay, okay. I will be watching, listening, and probably sending more sketches your way as time goes on. Sketches? We do have some sketches. Will oh, it, will my it... God. I'm so excited. Sorry. No <sighs> sketches of us. Although, uh, uh -huh. Ken, if you would like to do some sketches. Well, no, I want to see a sketch. What is it? Show it to me. Show oh, it to okay. Me. Hang on. Okay, okay, okay. I okay, mean, okay. this is a podcast, so this is awful. We'll put it up on Discord. We'll set it up on... Uh, We'll Twitter? put it in like Twitter in the episode description as I mean, well. X. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, if you go onto X, um, Ken has tagged us in a lot of his pictures and drawings as well, so you can you can definitely see them on there. Okay, 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 okay. Back to Ken. I'm still pushing for a muck time during your Valentine's Day episode. Hint, hint. But until then, this is gentleman cartoonist Ken Holtzhauser signing off. Live long and podsper. Oh, live long and podsper yeah, to you too, buddy. Ken. Thank you, Ken. That, that was voice, awesome. My what a God. silky, velvety, lovely voice. I am. That was perfect introduction to, uh, to Valentine's. I loved that so much. Thank you for your message. Um, and I also, I continue to, one of my favorite parts of doing the show with you that I didn't expect is the fans that have been around for a long time having a different perspective about like when it was on TV and having memories mm. of it being on TV and then an excitement that we, you know, can connect to something together. Yeah. Like the fan base is really fun. Oh, I love it. And we have a great email next week specifically from somebody that's going to share a memory about Star Trek and oh. and a new addition to their family as well, which I just oh, think exciting. is freaking adorable. Um, yeah, send us more audio, send us video, send us whatever you want. I always ask first before including it in the show. So Ken was um, happy for us to share his audio with you all. And I think he makes a great point. Season one does get bemiled, begrudged, behated. It doesn't get liked very much. And I think there are some, I agree, there are some really strong episodes in there. It just pales in comparison to like season three onwards. I think it's lumped in with season two, which is a pile of shit. Um, <laughs> Ken, I, I'm on board with you. I'm on board with you, sir. Um, now, Ken did mention um, uh, a mock time for one of the Valentine's episodes. This is a TOS episode. This is a... It's that episode with that music. To disappoint some of you, we will not be doing that episode for a very specific reason that is to do with Strange New Worlds. 
And I think that'll be enough context as like a those who know, know kind of thing for why we won't be doing it. So just to ease any anticipation or any disappointment, we will not be doing Amok Time yet. But also, if you're angry with uh, Captain Ian for his choices, send him an email. They're Captain's not my choices, pod- they're your choices. <laughs> Captainspod at cinemasins.com. Rail him. Do it. Okay, Ambassador, we're staying with Voyager. It's time for the Q in the Grey. Are you excited to get Q back? Because I nearly did a, like a series on Q, but I remember you saying you were kind of like frustrated with him or a little bit fed mm. up of Q. So I'm really interested to see what you, how you're feeling about seeing Q's for our first interaction with Q and Voyager. I have um I have some you know memories with Q and he's definitely one of those characters that has so so much power you wonder broken like you yeah it's just like, broken yeah you kind of have to just suspend any sort of like when a sh- when a show introduces a character that's so powerful or a plot point that is so powerful and then it gives itself boundaries so that no one dies or like everything turns right? out okay in the end you yeah. know it's just because of plot it's because plot ding you know we have you to write on. ourselves out of this yeah 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 yeah. So f- from what I remember, Q is often introduced as the person, as this, as the being that is testing humanity, and that's mm-hmm. sort of like he likes playing with his food, and we are yes. his food. We're and mm-hmm. or we're his entertainment. You know, he's bored. He's a bored yeah. super god out there in the cosmos somewhere. And so yeah, I don't, I don't really think that there's been something where I look at Q and I think, ah, I really like this character because he. It makes me feel good. It's more like this is a toddler that <laughs> I, I uh-huh. have to be around because I can't punt toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the best cold open ever. <laughs> oh, no. But do, do you know what I mean? I do. Like, <laughs> I wish it was okay to punt toddlers. I that's, that's the headline. That's what you said. <laughs> I just amazing. there's a couple times in my life where I've been stuck with toddlers, and it's like I can't do anything <laughs> about this. I can't kick you. I need to until, do something until my daycare, you know, moment is done, and the next yeah. person comes to replace me, or mm-hmm. it's my own toddler, and I'm, you know, she and I have to learn how to get along. So it's like you're just stuck in for the episode where you're just mm-hmm. tied to this creature that's very annoyed by your humanity and the show is trying to make a point that said the person who plays q is fun to watch kind of reminds me a little bit of what's the guy from jurassic park oh um um yeah he's also in what if and yeah he's the he's the the, watch he's the watchman or something no 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 he's he's, he's the grandmaster guardian or Um, no, no, no no he's the the Grandmaster? No, the Grandmaster. The, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, he, his character's name is Ian in Jurassic Park. And his actual name is... I love how we're deciding not to Google in this Jeff moment. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. That's Jeff it. Jeff Goldblum. Because and he is just yeah eccentric. <sighs> he would have made an incredible cue. Just chaos. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way that... And who plays Q? John Delancey. John Delancey. There's a way that he performs it that is really fun. And... Mm-hmm. That's what I like about Q is the performance. It's not always the story for me. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I don't think we would still be talking about Q or that he would ever come back if John Delancey's performance wasn't so freaking unhinged and if yeah. he wasn't so <laughs> incredible. He has defined... Like, there are there are aliens 
that we would probably know way more about if John Delancey had played them. Because like, oh yeah, we're bringing this alien back. This alien is great. No, the alien sucks. John Delancey is great. Like that, he really makes it. And I if mean, only I, he had played the salt monster, you know, we would know so much more. <laughs> just plays every monster. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot, a lot. I would perhaps say the majority of fans would probably agree with you, and they're incredibly frustrated by Q and his powers. And those stories kind of break science fiction because it's not science fiction; it, it's basically fantasy when you get into Q's level of powers. Now, there is some like extra flavor that you get in the later seasons of TNG with some of Q. Like We haven't seen, in my opinion, together, Q's best episodes, where we actually, he gets some humanity and we get some more texture to who he is among his people as well. Mm, um, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen him with his people before. Exactly. That's, that really helps. There's a couple things, too, heading into this that I'm excited about. One, I get to see more of, of this character because watching someone play pure ego is always interesting Just in a way yeah um two i'd never seen q with voyager people mm-hmm. this will be my first time and it's fun to think like oh this character transcended different you know it's it's great it's it, it gives it's really... me tingles it gives me tingles because <laughs> it's not something that happened back in the 80s and 90s you didn't really right. have this interweaving of crossovers of and now it's everything so this is right. this is a big deal everything kind of had to stand on its own and then three, my final thought before heading into this is that my most recent experience with Q is in Picard mm. and sort of watching this character come to terms with like almost like his final temper tantrum. Yeah, right. <laughs> his final like just fucking puzzle. His final thing that he's like, all right, I'm going to have one last hurrah. I'm going to fuck around one more time with my mm-hmm. favorite people to fuck with before they die and I die. And then, you know, still find, right, and still find that kind of joy in his character somehow, in his quote-unquote humanity development, the Mm -hmm. things that we as humans want to see in our characters, it seems to be, at least in storytelling, tells us that we really want to see people have a redemption arc. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm really curious to go into this. I still don't think I understand, like, the the pendant that he wore in Picard. Forget about it. (laughs) No, but I can't. I really feel like that that was so purposeful. It was. And then, like, this whole, like, three-headed snake thing going on. So I'm headed into this with a jumble of Q information. And why not just start off with a a season about love with Q? So So there is one crucial um, uh, bit of context that I do want to give you before we go into the episode. This is Q's second appearance on Voyager. Okay. Um, his first appearance is because another Q appears on Voyager and basically says, I need asylum and I need your help because I want to commit suicide. And I would be the... Jesus Christ! Eggs, which is why I'm not quite prepared to have our lighthearted sinning approach to that episode. It's an excellent episode in my opinion, but a tricky one to tackle. Now, long story short, this Q is the first ever Q to want to do this and succeeds, long story short. They they have this court case. Um, he wins the court case and he's allowed to, to kill himself. This episode is kind of dealing with the consequences of that. That's all the context you need. And yes, it's about love. <laughs> Unconventional wow. love. What a, what a nice little um, transition we have from the monster episodes yep. into this one. I love it. Uh, huge thanks before we go on huge thanks to you guys for sending in all of these 
mm-hmm. episode suggestions because it was kind of the first time we've done this before. So then this new season, I'm really, really excited. Yeah. No pressure, of course. I hope I don't hate your favorite stuff, but here we go. Feel free to hate it. Let's go. Let's head over to the holodeck to watch the episode. We'll see you all in 10 forward for a full debrief. Two to be out. Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab something from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what is your um, thing of choice from the replicator and why is it consent? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot how problematic this episode is. Yeah, that's a that's a better answer. I was going to go with like like rations or like maybe jerky or something beans, i'm gonna go with jerky beans in a tin just o- over yeah. an open campfire over the civil war my perception yeah. of what tin beans rations and jerky would be in the continuum that's what i'm gonna correct end. whatever your perception of it would be amazing yeah um mm-hmm. i mean i yeah i'm i'm having beans in a tin and com- some consent uh, and some cliches <laughs> as well um give us a synopsis oh Okay, um, if you've ever had a conversation with somebody in your life about what what it means to date a person, uh, the, the appropriate ways to approach a woman mm-hmm. uh, with your desires to date or fornicate, yeah, and, and there's confusion about what is and isn't appropriate, you can watch this episode together. And this episode will reveal to you not only what not to do, but also that what's the guy's name? Turkey Patty? What's his name? <laughs> I really thought you were going to say Q. I was like, I don't know how much more simple his name can be. Uh, Tom Paris. Yeah. Tommy. Tom Turkey Paris Prada. is the best part of this episode. He had, so <laughs> What? Listen to what Tom Paris okay, says. Uh-huh, yeah. okay, no, no, no. And, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. And it'll help to clarify if there's any confusion about inappropriateness, consent, etc. Yeah. So First thing I'll mm-hmm. say, this is the episode to watch if you're ever having a discussion amongst your friend group about what is really toxic mm-hmm. pursuit of a woman in media. This hits it all. Oh, this does everything you don't want to see in, in media. Yeah, yeah. All of it. Yeah. All of it. But it knows it's doing yeah. it. It it isn't saying anything. Does it? it does. It isn't saying anything about it being right. It is probably making light of it more than we would today, but this is the nineties. That doesn't mean it's acceptable, but in its time, this is Friends. This is this is exactly how Friends was doing this, but with a straight face. At least Voyager right. knows that this is some bullshit. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Now, from from a Star Trek perspective, what we have is a Q war after one Q decided to be independent or something like that, and Q decided to become the leader of a revolution. Mm-hmm. And his his solution to make the war stop is to create a new species with a human. And uh, in his very creepy way, attempt to coerce, convince, and force a woman to have his child and raise it to save the Q kind. Why do we care about Q kind? Because mm-hmm. just like toxic friendships that are in another relationship can leak over into your life if you're friends and adjacent, <laughs> so too can Q's bullshit leak over into our reality. Oh, and yes. really just mm-hmm. there's content there's a continuum fuck upance going on. That's a word I just made up. Continuum fuck up and that's exactly what was happening. So yeah. Will 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 everybody turn out okay? Well, watch the Civil War and find out. Overall thoughts and feelings, Ambassador. 
This is a big skip for me. <laughs> okay. So specifically. But, but, yeah, but, uh-huh, uh-huh. But, but, but at the end of it, I think I now was more comfortable with where they were going. Mm-hmm. This, the reason that I would skip it though, and I have decided to say skip as my, as my confident, is it takes so fucking long. This is a yeah. a long episode. This is the slow mm-hmm. Episode that just decides that its big reveals are going to be so it like it is just it's so uncomfortable because you know Q is fucking with Janeway but wants to both actually fuck with her but is instead of just stating what's going on like they save that little bit of information for late enough in the episode that I kind of don't give a shit anymore like it's kind of not as interesting to me the interesting part of this episode to me is this whole idea that you can enter into this continuum yes. and see what you want to see. The idea that everyone inside that space was likely seeing something different, but it was some sort of a combination of their realities that resulted in giving food. Like yeah, th- that piece I... of food is something different for everyone. <sighs> and that's really interesting to me. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to live in that sort of realm for a while. You know, obviously Janeway is obsessed with the civil war, because that's what we're seeing, well, um, which is it, sort of weird, but whatever. That would be interesting, but I don't think it's what they did. I think it was Q chose that perception for them as a way for them to interpret everything. I don't then think. Then how did everybody else join their reality? Uh, exactly, man. completely agree. But he does say like this is just a way for your brain to perceive yeah. it, not this is how your brain is perceiving it. Like he's put I this dig, together. I want to dig into that. Yeah. That's the interesting no, part agreed. for me where I yeah. wanted to sit and kind of like this realm that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of this idea that like you're plebeian and even the girl, the woman Q says at this point and she's like, you can't perceive it. It's like, yeah, it's because your writers can't write an explanation. This oh, is the biggest thing. You know, like, like, Don't even try to explain it because we're not going to try and write it. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, I feel like my desire to watch this after seeing it mm-hmm. would sort of just be the particular part of I maybe need the last 15 minutes of this episode. That's that's kind of where yeah. it kicks off for me. That's exactly how I feel about it. I like yeah. this episode um well because I grew up with it and it it wasn't like as weird like when I was watching it when I was 10. It was it was more like oh yeah, Q's doing Q shit. But for me, like the interesting crux of this is that the Q are having a civil war. It ties back to something that happened in a previous episode. Um, and Lady Q is just, <laughs> I love her so much. She's amazing. But yeah, it takes so freaking long to get to the mystery and to get to the real reason why Q is doing what Q is doing. I think they spend way, way too long on the Q trying to seduce Janeway and lying, um, lying about his real motives and all of that nonsense. And I think they had fun with it. And then it, the joke just went too far. For me, it kicks into gear when Lady yeah. Q arrives. But we've already had like half of the episode is Q being Q. And it's like, we get it. We get it. Like, we've seen this done so many times. Let's. We all know there's something else going yeah. on here. Can we get on with it? I like the idea. I think the like what the writers are going for here is that this... Um... RQ has come up with this idea that to unite the war of the Q people, we need to have a new being that can basically carry the idea of peace or like hope that that, that all Qs could look at this child as some kind of a symbolic 
evolution amongst their people. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's interesting. And I kind of would like to explore that m- more. Like, I don't understand why this highly intelligent Q species hasn't considered conversation. Because this episode is is presenting that because they cannot have conflict resolution amongst themselves despite their intellect and despite them having been around for billions of years mm. like if, if if the show would have said we're kind of bored and we want to have a war i would have believed that i think more <laughs> yeah than i would believe you know that this messiah child which is exactly how q yeah, describes q it jesus mm-hmm, that that's the solution and we by the time we get to the end of the episode we're sort of yada yadaing over that idea like because Janeway convinces Q that he should you know procreate with his own kind which has never been done before I have so many questions and and that's okay like, it's okay <laughs> it's okay that the Q have never tried to you know figure that out before like why have they not figured out I, I don't though that's where I wanted to spend my time you know kind of yeah. understanding this creature and 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 things like that and and we see the baby at the end mm-hmm. and it's, you know, already, bye, you bye. know, around and, you know, exists and is probably going to be the destruction of the world, you know, <laughs> like, right? I, I, it, that it's, you, you've hit on exactly what I, this time round disliked about it is that the thing I most want them to explore is what they're least interested in exploring. And it's really to me, like to the detriment of like the theme and the episode, because this, the idea of the first Q suicide sparking this civil war of choice versus the status quo is fascinating. That's so freaking interesting. That's amazing. But this episode Mm -hmm. focuses on ending the civil war because of a baby. And Q has come up with this nonsense way to stop the civil war that Janeway calls out as nonsense, but then works. And it's just, that's I yeah don't it does care seem to work that. and it's just, it does ugh. seem to work or or it's that Q's side his his warring side won the battle because Voyager joined at the end and they kind of like turned Which the tide a bit so whether sense. or not the child actually did bring the peace yeah. that the show was speculating there or that Q himself was speculating would happen whether that happened or not that's not even clear like yeah. they could still be having all kinds of problems as a as a um species we we really aren't no. we're kind of like left <clears throat> to sort of assume that everything is okay well, because that other general is held over a barrel and it's like either you go along with our solution or we kill you now so it they you're right they don't even dive into how this worked, why it would work, why they agree that this is going to work. They're just, it's blackmail. It's, yeah, it's so, it's such a weird thing to focus on. And I think the thing is, they loved the idea of Q trying to seduce Janeway and everything else went out the window and it's putting the cart before the horse. And I kind of like that, that's what I'm hoping didn't happen, but it does feel like that. It feels like there was a moment where like the producers of the show became really great friends with like Dr. Quinn medicine women creators do you remember that show no i never watched it we had it but i never watched it okay just the idea that you have these like period pieces where you've got these gowns and you know these uh like these sets and it's like man we really want to use this how can we use this and so they're just sort of like crafting this idea together because they do want to see q come in and a love interest situation but it there that that's not to say that there weren't some 
redeeming parts of of this of this show. Like mm-hmm. I thought the writers were doing some pretty great stuff, especially when Janeway was really talking to Q about family. That um, yeah, that's the that bit was that really, singing for me. Yes. I loved that scene. Yeah, that's what sung for me too. And I I was writing down some of it, and it's just I almost wish we'd got there sooner because Q start like uh, Janeway spells out like that's not love. <laughs> like I'm not gonna have a baby with somebody I don't love. Like that's not. This isn't going to cure the thing that you think it's going to cure. And for me, like that yeah. brings it home because I'm like, oh, thank goodness. They, this yeah. isn't what the writers think. Q was, he was approaching like your genetics that led to compassion, peace, and love will be a part of this new child because you're not only going to bear it, you're going to raise it. Yeah, and exactly. I wrote down part of her speech and it was love, compassion, or attributes that developed over centuries. They're passed through generations taught by parents to children. Mm-hmm. Creating a, a new Q is a noble idea, but it will take more than impregnating and walking away. If you want offspring to embrace ideals, you have to teach it yourself. <laughs> so good and and it was like yes that is such a great thing to teach a cue to try to like bring this billion year old existing since time Mm. there was never a before there was always a cue that the way that humanity evolved to have an ability to have peaceful conflict resolution was through parenting and attributes not through dna and that was like a huge if, if there's a reason to watch this show, yeah. this episode rather, it would be maybe the point right before Q snaps and takes Janeway into a novel, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> uh-huh. like takes her into this, this period piece. Um, because there's just some really interesting conversations to be had there yeah. where you can see these two actors really wrestling with this idea of what will bring about peace when there is war. Yeah. Um, and, and also they're kind of, presenting RQ as this revolutionary leader in this new thought of independence Mm -hmm. and um, free thinking, which of course we like rally towards, right? We, we want to have our ability to have free speech and, and independence. Um, But yeah, when you start to question like bringing in a Jesus and Mm -hmm. it's like, whoa, 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 what are we doing here? And that scene with Janeway just kind of leveled it down and yeah. and she has to endure Q which is one of the reasons these are always a hard episodes mm-hmm. for me because like you have to endure this character there's just there's a lot of enduring in like the beginning half of the episode and I and I can't help but wonder if he had somehow succeeded in seducing Janeway at the beginning which I don't think could have ever happened given Janeway's character no. what, I don't know a ton about her but I loved how strong and clear she was and how cringe and it was very cringy to watch mm-hmm. Q continue to pursue her but I, I do have to wonder like okay so what if that had worked so you would have not had shared any of the other information not have shared that her life would be forever in the continuum like you would have just seduced seduced her left her to raise a baby uh and then kidnapped them both later so that the continuum would, like the storyline of if that first part had worked really falls apart that this show had to have that moment when he finally comes clean with what is more. Mm -hmm. And the only reason it really works for me and isn't super cringy, like never will watch again kind of a thing is because Janeway was smart enough to go, there's more here, just keep talking to me. And they're just as annoyed at Q as we are. So Yeah, that is for me the thing that saves the episode from being completely relegated to cheesy, stereotypical, creepy man advances on woman must play hard to get is how quick Janeway is to say, this is bullshit. Like, we, I'm not even going to entertain this. Stop it. I, I'm barely going to even turn you down because 
I know that you're after something else. Can we just skip to that stuff? And the whole crew are just like, can we skip? Like, can we skip there, please? I just wish the episode had listened and skipped quicker as well. Like, the the seduction and stuff goes. It's very slow. Yeah. 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 And also, how fun was it? In that, like, where where I would have started the episode, right? In that moment where there's a supernova and RQ snaps and and steals away Janeway to have like their their okay. Now we're actually talking about what's mm-hmm. going on moments, but you also have this female Q who takes over Voyager yeah. and forces them to retrofit and do all this crazy stuff that I'm guessing is never brought up again, but they do some crazy uh stuff with their ship. And she's just like, I'm in charge. Oh, plebeian. And you have our beloved Voyager crew Mm -hmm. giving her hell because her powers are gone. That was fun to watch. I was going to ask that. That's my next um, thing. Honestly, like Susie Plaxon. um, How did you like lady Q? Oh, she was very (laughs) down the nose. Wasn't she? I wasn't talking about the puppy. (laughs) Over dramatized, but if I had lived for one billions and billions of years, I suppose I would talk like that. Too. <laughs> She's amazing. I love her so <laughs> much. She's the reason to watch this episode. This lady Q that in so many ways acts exactly the same as Q, just in this like condescending. You are amoeba to me. It is so frustrating that I must depend upon you. And oh, just to have her, God. like, taken down a few pegs. But she, even though she doesn't have her powers, she is still just, like, as if she still does. She is just, like, so, so confident. Fun. So fun. I really enjoyed her. Like, I didn't even mind that the vocalization was just this sort of, like, looking down the nose of, because that is the race. Like, they've yeah. been around for a really long That's time. That's exactly so, what they are. Um I think it was a. I think it was a welcome. There's still some cliches in here with how RQ interacts with Lady Q and mm-hmm. how just demeaning he is and oh, calling yeah, her the ball and the chain and yeah, all this stuff. She it's nags just, me. No wonder why I. No wonder why I left her. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's no wonder. Yeah, me and me and the little son had to get away from the the old ball and chain wife, and mm-hmm. and that stuff is just like okay, yeah, let's okay. let's just to let's, let's continue to perpetuate yep. that. But I kind of uh, wanted a, a bit more like Q fighting <laughs> between them two. I want to see like a Q duel between the two of them, just like snapping their fingers and like just messing with everything. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying is if the if the episode had started in that realm, I feel like we could have gotten some more of it. Yeah, and then. By the time that they get to where she's there rescuing uh, Q, RQ, mm-hmm. um, and she's kind of messing with him. And then we have that kind of funny back and forth like idea of how they're going to have sex. Oh my goodness. And then they just link their fingers and Janeway lovingly is like, that, that, that's that it. it? <laughs> and RQ is like, hey, listen, it's too late. You've already so, made your choice. That was funny to when me. When I was younger, I used to always think, wait, was that Janeway's issue? Like she was just worried that it was going to be too, too, too involved. I was like, no, no, no. The actual issue is that why didn't you just do this to begin with? If it's that easy, exactly. Sinning That's how show. I interpreted it. Yes, she was like, correct. if this is all it takes, and we went through all that shit because you guys couldn't touch fingers. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah. But, but also, it is very dangerous to have ninety years of floor play. That is not okay. You, I mean, well, they're cute for humans. Kill Absolutely, human. yeah. Exactly. Like that would be like, you would die. Kill human. But yeah, ninety years. That's. She's not going to be surviving much. that. It's too much. It's too, too, too much. Too much of a good thing. Um, so we've done Susie Plex, and she's great. This is not the first time she's appeared in Star Trek. She played love interest for um, Worf as well. And she is 
incredibly with like Klingon prosthetics, Klingon prosthetics completely Amazing. Klingon, same voice as well. Her voice is unmistakable, and this is exactly how like she talks to Worf. She's like, "Growl for me, Worf. I love it when you growl." And <laughs> like, the same tone. It's so great. She's an absolute gift. It's amazing. Um, I have a question about Chakotay in this episode. How did you feel about his reaction? Because it sticks out like a sore thumb to me when he is immediately indignified by um, Q, when, when Janeway explains what Q's um, proposition was. And then you're just like, oh, I have to, I'm, I have no right to feel this way, but it bugs the hell out of me. Did that hit mm. you in a certain way or was it just me? Let me tell you what was happening inside my brain in that moment. So so during the episode, at this particular part, uh, Chakotay walks into Janeway's office and he has this little kind of like there's something about the way that he is emoting that that I thought was different. Mm-hmm. And he has kind of like a little bit of an awkward grin going on or and I don't know if the actor was uncomfortable and sort of unable to like like relax the face muscles Mm -hmm. back to how normally he looks a little more serious this time he had a different expression and it was not a lot but i noticed it i wrote down in my notes is this cue oh interesting i I assumed that so in the previous uh scene basically q realizes that his sexual harassment isn't working on (laughs) janeway yeah so he snaps his fingers to try the next thing. And so my assumption was that he then moved her into mm. a space where she thought she was on Voyager and he was going to do the long game and try to like get her attention. So because Chakotay was acting differently, I thought that it was Q pretending to be Chakotay. Got it. That's really interesting because it does feel out of character, even from like the little snippets of Voyager that you've had. Um now, it makes a little bit more sense because in the early days, they were doing this will-they-won't-they they thing a little bit with Chakotay oh, okay. and Janeway. The the only way that it I caught that was because I think when she puts her hand on him yeah. like, to kind of calm him, I think it was his face and not his... Like, it, no, her I think hand it was her, his elbow. To, was it his elbow? Yeah, no, it was on okay, his elbow, yeah. It just had a little bit of that like personal sort of like, no, 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 it's fine. But in the next... Si- then. Q appears, mm-hmm. so then my little delusion about what was actually happening disappears, and I'm in our reality, like in the show, in the episode's reality. And Janeway very cl- quickly says, "There isn't anything going on. Like, there's nothing here." Yeah. So the show reestablishes that Janeway is a single person, has chosen mm-hmm. to be a single person, and has and is maintaining that boundary. And I really appreciated that statement because yeah. it did confuse me a little bit about if they were uh, attempting to do something relationally yeah and they directly address it in an episode where they basically get stranded Chakotay and Jamie get stranded on a planet and after a few weeks or a couple of months or something Chakotay's just like shall we and Jamie's just like <laughs> no like we shouldn't but it's a little bit there's a little bit of like wavering but Chakotay uh, is like funny. all for it and Jamie's just like it's not a good idea and then they get good back her. to the ship and it's they kind of leave it to die there but there's all there have been so many people shipping Janeway and Chakotay, and I'm like, good for you, no, but <laughs> it's in our nature to put these people together. But I think it is it is to the show's credit that Janeway never does, and Janeway is just I'm captain, I'm getting my crew home. Um, they didn't feel the need to give her a man to support her, which I love. 
Listen, I, I have to say, we don't usually reference the chat, but Polly just said, Janeway and Tom do it eventually as salamanders. And if this is not part of what we're watching during the season, <laughs> I'm pissed. No, it's not. It's not love. That is that is unconventional so, love right there. You would okay. Be, if I show if I included <laughs> Threshold as as the episode in this run, you would be so mad. The first question you'd be like, Well, that's not a fucking love story. It's not even unconventional. Isn't it? It's it would be so tangential. It has nothing to do with that. I'm so mad right now. It has nothing to do with love. You, the chat would correctly oh, riot. The chat is supporting you. Oh my god, we've got let's do it. So we've got Danae. You don't want this. Danae will die. Okay, okay. We listen, will watch all I'm threshold. saying. I want to do a series. No, I, I'm of fine. Like, not. I, I regret this choice to bring it up. I am so I sorry. Chat, do, stop distracting me. I want to do a series on like infamous episodes of Star Trek, <laughs> and that'll be there's a few of them from Voyager. It's I do want to go terrible. so to kind of go back onto the Janeway though. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that I don't kind of wish. I mean, who doesn't wish they're a fly on a wall during decision making processes mm-hmm. for anything? But like I just imagine that at the top of the chain of Voyager, there is someone who made the decision that Janeway was not going to have sexual relations with her crew mm-hmm. or uh, anyone. Yeah. And I imagine that there were many writers who wrote in love angles and love stories in an attempt to get Janeway to potentially like break that part of her character or choose mm-hmm. a different you know choose to have relations with someone I don't know what those conversations were like but whoever chose to keep that part that uh, of her character design and and stick to it and not alter it we all know as writers you can change whatever you want <laughs> you're writing it yeah but somebody has to make that final call. Someone has and to be I the just, gatekeeper. I would be surprised if people didn't. T- you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Attempt to go and and change that part of her character, and I would be surprised if someone didn't have to say the answer is no, we're not doing it. And there, I want to say thank you to that person. There are episodes where she gets romantic and has a love interest, and with but it's it's never anybody that's on the crew, and it's with like a, an alien or something. And it, love does play a role into it, but it's like rare. It's super super rare, and it's most of the time in service to the story but yeah they are very protective about not having her be the seduced or seducer and keeping her extremely Good. professional i like that i think it's to the show's benefit I continue as well you to like janeway's character mm-hmm. her way of just being like q you're you're an insolent child get away from me <laughs> you are the toddler the answer is to never under any circumstances <laughs> like she's yeah. so clear and yet she knows she has to endure Q and then she still finds a way Mm -hmm. to try to help him understand where he's at and then she adapts to her circumstances and she almost dies in this episode she she's going to be executed and Q our Q has this moment where he realizes he's sucked her into this 
and he pleads for her life, which I didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. And then he apologizes and she says, I know. And that was going to be her final words in her lifespan. And, you know, that's that was an interesting moment, too. Again, like this show kicks for me in that last 15, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 minutes. I I really (laughs) the uh, the whole Civil War thing really works for me. You could have had, I think, today, I think season two of Picard could have been a Q Civil War. Like, it could have, if they hadn't done it back then, it would have been way more interesting to me. Like, there is, how do omnipotent beings hurt each other? Like, Q has a great line where he's like, you'd be amazed what um, ingenious ways of, like, hurting each other an omnipotent being can come up with when you're trying to kill yeah. somebody that's immortal. Like, the, the, the roundabout thinking you have to go to when at your base level you are immortal and how you get around that, like... That's fascinating to me. Like there's so, so much to right? do. Um, it's so. It's just. It sucks that they go with this baby Queezus. Um, <laughs> Queezus. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Uh, yeah. It's sort of like when you find a restaurant that you have to walk through a really disgusting vibe to get to the table but the food is good at the very end yeah but you had but but your journey to get to that juicy bit <laughs> yeah it still impacts what you're watching of course. yeah there's a fun but I think comment. at the end of this episode you kind of learn a little bit more about the q species mm-hmm. you learn a little bit more about janeway's character which is nice you learn that cues can create puppies and then right. instantly they they don't exist anymore and interestingly and that- i think we learn more about the q continuum in this episode than we do in any other episode just by q saying the q have always been there that answers yeah. a huge question because up until this point the assumption was that they elevated themselves like they evolved they were regular people they evolved to a higher state but now it's like they're gods they were at the they're beginning gods. they have yeah. they've been there before time like that's amazing there was never not a cue and i like i keep going back to it i don't want to hit it too hard cuz i know we're going to get to the sins here in a second but like the the scene where they're inside this house and we're having cannon fire and we're having gunfire and you hear the battle getting closer and closer and they're just fucking up this set and there's just all this stuff going on. It's really impactful. But what made it really interesting to me is like, what does the actual weapon look like? Yes. I I understand Uh my little plebeian mind might not be able to perceive and comprehend, but when he looks down at his bleeding body and is like, oh shit, he is shocked. That actually is doing something to me. That (laughs) hurt. It's so what does good. this weapon really look like? I want to know the mechanics. Be that's exactly what I'm saying. I want to know the mechanics. I want to see the flashes of light. Like I'm imagining, like they use their powers to like infinitely age each other, or put them into like pocket dimensions, yeah. or like split their molecules. Like the defenses that they would have to come up with and go backwards and forwards. But Ursha just wasn't interested in doing that. <laughs> and then at the end, and this could be a sin, but then at the end when. Uh, Lady Q shows up and she has the humans. She says, humans are dumb, but they have our weapons. So. <laughs> yeah, right. And my question is, yeah, what the fuck? I don't so like... So that means that uh, the Q no, weapon don't do it. is an don't actual physical nope. thing. Yeah. Or, or not, when you enter into the continuum and she hands you something, you perceive as a weapon. It doesn't matter what it is. You just know that by doing the action of cursing someone or... Yeah 
attempting to murder, it's going to work because it doesn't matter if you perceive it matters that it's happening. Like that shit is so fun to think about on a sci-fi level. My brain is just no, super, it is. I'm like, ding, 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 but ding, I have ding, to, I have to shut it down and switch it off because it doesn't make sense. And that's probably it my biggest no, sin, of the, but it's interesting. sin of the episode. It would be interesting if they'd done anything with it, but they did no, but because of what they did with it. It makes no sense. Like why doesn't the other cue just change their perception of reality? Like why are they allowing the humans to understand what's happening? Like, it's been dumbed down to a civil war with muskets and guns so that the humans can understand it. Make them not understand. Like, show them the things that they're dealing with. Because you're right, it means that there's a physical weapon that they're holding that they can use. And that doesn't make sense for this, like, continuum of ethereal energy beings that probably aren't using a physical gun. Because they would just give them the physical gun. That They're using something on a molecular level that is pulling... A part of Q apart. He's not actually, he doesn't have blood in his body. That's just a perception of what this incomprehensible weapon is doing. So make it incomprehensible. But we're asking things. I don't the think show you can can't. make it comprehensible. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. And it that's the work. problem. And I think that's why you that's keep a little bit of a nebulous sin. for those of us who are imaginative and figure out like how it all works. Yeah. Q, of the Vo- Q of Voyager should be dead immediately. Second they stepped into the continuum, dead. Because you just don't dead. use the Q weapons on them. You use your regular ass snap on them and you molecularize them. (sighs) Anyway, I love Lady Q. She absolutely saved this episode. You, Helm Boy. (laughs) Tom's just like, what the fuck did you just call me? I love it so much. So good. She's amazing. Uh, Q is great as usual. But yeah, this is a, a a weird episode overall. How many pips out of four, Ambassador? I'm not going to talk about pips. We didn't even do predictions. So we're breaking We're breaking all. This is we this didn't new do predictions. season of Captain's no. Pod. We're not doing any of that shit. You don't want to do pips at all? No. Okay. Because we didn't do predictions. So you're obviously breaking <laughs> the rules. That is a non sequitur to end all non sequiturs. I'm giving this two pips out of four. A little bit disappointing. Yeah, that's about where I would have it. If I was doing pips, which of course I'm not. Yeah. If you were doing pips, but you're not. Um, give me some predictions for the episode, Ambassador. <laughs> What do you think? We're just going to go back in time yeah, this or is something? The, this is the cue. This is how the, the I deliberately left the predictions to not. the end because you fucking because forgot. of the cue. Yeah. No. Sometimes you sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell you what I would not have predicted a cue a quesis. A quesis? A cue? It sounds. It needs to be like quesis. Not exactly. It's not going to be quesis. A quesis. Quesis, because that's queef. No, quesis. That's what it is. Yeah. Other than measuring tattoos. Mine's bigger. Um, anything else that you liked? From anything else you liked before we do some sins? I didn't like that. That's a sin. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, let's head over to engineering. Do some sins. Red alert, everyone. Warning: warp core collapse in ten seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains and remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin. Ambassador, you go first. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do I summarize? Um. The show kind of, like, if I'm understanding, Q has never procreated, never had sex, mm-hmm, never, mm-hmm. like, or or has had sex. But he, he says, I've never, like, done this before, so I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how to coalesce my thoughts here. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I just don't believe that. I don't believe that after billions of years of observing all of these different kinds of creatures that have, all, you know, that they're the creepy, yeah. like how's the peeping kind of cue people. Like, no, that, I think he 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 clearly understands sex, but 
he doesn't understand how the Q are going to do it. Because imagine the light beings that they are, the three-headed snake thing that they, they are. Like, their actual form, how does that procreate? Like, that I get. What I don't get is that they do it. <laughs> like, it, it can't be this unfathomable After thing. After a whisper. Right? That you don't like, understand. He, and It took now a little creativity. I, I, she she whispers, let's 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 touch snake heads. Basically, and then yeah. that's just what it is. It just but, becomes. But then on the other hand It the, becomes <laughs> On the other hand right, show folks. the Q are so infinitely intelligent that it might just be a problem that they never put their minds to. So as soon as they then decide, oh, I'm going I to solve be- this problem, they now have a solution. Because this is the problem with omnipotent beings. There should be no issues for them at all. And they're on. It should not, be not an issue for you. I mean, maybe, maybe we're so we're so finite in our thinking. We we yeah. are humans on a floating pl- planet in the middle of you know, like you and I cannot perceive the vastness of space. No, these beings have been around from the beginning of time. Maybe problems to solve look very different in other parts of our universe mm-hmm. or the adjacent universe or the universes that we share within universes the complexity of it all is massive maybe after billions of years they still haven't had a chance to stop and think what would happen if we touch fingers i don't know but when when he's talking to janeway and he's like i've never done it before mm-hmm. i it's weird <laughs> to think that the answer to this episode is that instead of having sex uh, instead of procreating with his own brilliant re- race yeah. he's going to procreate with a race that they constantly make fun of yeah i mean just the the crux of his plan is my immediate sin is it's just so he's meant to be super intelligent but this plan is dumb like he hasn't thought this through he thinks the and janeway calls him out on it so i don't even know if it's a sin of the episode but it's it's a i think q should have had this argument with himself when janeway is like it's not just the human genome that's going to help you here it's the journey. It's raising a child. That's what's missing. If anything that you're arguing, that, that's what's missing from the queue, is that you don't have the journey of growth and passing on knowledge. You just all are, which is why you're now stuck in a rut and fighting. Mm. And I'm just amazed Q doesn't come up with that on his own. And this plan that he does come up with is just nonsense. It really is nonsense. It really is nonsense. Um any other thoughts on that? Because I don't know whose turn it is now. Because we both kind of bounced I, I, around. That was there. literally the first sin, yeah. but I feel like it's the entire it's, episode. It's the whole so. episode. Um, mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> this is so frustrating. This is this is the, the the crew of the Voyager having any impact in the Q continuum, but it's encapsulate. We would pick one moment to encapsulate that, and it's when Tom fucking Turkey Platter Paris outflanks the Q general and then has a gun at his back. And I was like, I get it. You're using this insane Q weapon. But how did Tom outflank you and outmaneuver you? This is where I'm just baffled by what this can, this interpretation of the continuum is that they've created and why they can't just outthink it or outdo it or change it. Like This should be like an ever-changing soup of a universe that they're trying to get through. And all of the humans should be suffocated. There's no way the crew of Voyager made a difference in this war empowered with q weapons or not it's so confusing yeah but then we wouldn't have seen tuvok in his outfit true correct yes i i take it all back totally worth it um i'm just gonna send that q had socks with sandals and move on to your next one (laughs) it's fair it's absolutely fair (laughs) um while we're talking about shitty plans that suck chakotay's plan also sucks wait 
don't go into the continuum. Like, if you think about it, why is he taking this insane, incredible risk of taking Voyager into the continuum? What does he think that's going to accomplish? Like, if you'd have actually sat down and had this briefing, it would be, man, any of the Q could just snap us out of existence, assuming we survive the supernova, and what are we going to do when we get there? Like, they shouldn't have thought that they were going to be able to contribute to this. They wait until Q decides to bring Janeway back, or he changes course and goes the fuck home. But I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong because I was definitely multitasking this episode since it was very boring Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, I thought that he was under the, um, he understood that the continuum was bleeding into our reality and that sort of without them helping the Q solve a problem, nothing was going to matter anyway because the Q's war was going to blow everything up on their side. Yeah, I think it was, there was a chance that it was going to wreck subspace, which prevents subspace is what they used to get home. I get it, but there's also a level of hubris there where you think that you can help the Q continue and solve its problems. Like th- this all comes down to for me taking action for the sake of taking action. Like I don't buy that the risk was worth it for what they should have been able to impact in this civil war between omnipotent energy beings that can snap their fingers and change matter and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's utter bullshit yeah i just think huge uh I think should have stayed if you're, put. Fa- if you're if you're facing a situation where you, you stay put you're probably gonna die anyway mm-hmm. or you try to go in and assist somehow and you have a Q on board that's pretty confident mm-hmm. you might be swayed to go into a supernova Maybe. i still think it's bad leadership i think it's it's like i think he's better off staying put rather than risking the ship by flying it into a supernova Imagine that if they would have actually let Janeway die. Janeway and Q. Right. Uh, it's just, mm-hmm. And it works. The worst thing is the plan works. Like, it, it, they should have gone there. Then Q snaps his fingers and they all get back. He's like, back to square one. Best thing I could have done for you. Um, I'm going to send the puppy. <gasps> don't fucking touch an alien puppy, you know? It's not alien puppy. You don't puppy. know what it is. That's fair. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was Sudden Q. puppy. Yeah. Yeah. That could Sudden have been puppy. Q that is suddenly appearing on the ship it's not like her instincts of like her survival instincts and her training would go away and she wouldn't hit her little communicator thing and and say we we have a we have a puppy on board something is wrong Mm -hmm. don't touch don't touch the cute dog it's fair i think it's totally you don't know what's gonna happen adorable was that puppy wasn't it the most all puppies are adorable wasn't this one like extra (laughs) they got an extra adorable puppy what are you doing with that dog i mean it's pretty cute yeah it's floppy floppy ears oh my goodness i can i just i think i hate the idea that a very intelligent and experienced woman (laughs) who is highly suspicious of any Mm -hmm. strange activity on board sees a puppy and is and thinks to herself well this isn't weird let me touch it (laughs) so let me pick it up and touch it let me hold it context here janeway does have a dog that she's left on earth that is like her best friend it's it's her person and I think this dog is the same breed. So I think he was being extra manipulative with it. Like, could, if, if, oh, of course. If puppy, no, 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 no. Like, I don't doubt that at all. Appeared like, in your she's bedroom. tempted, but she's not fucking dumb. Mm, I think you would touch, the, touch puppy. the puppy. I think you would touch it. Don't touch the puppy. I absolutely would touch the yes. puppy, but I am not a captain. <laughs> We've already <laughs> established starship. Janeway is the captain you would be. I'm, I'm yeah. sure you would be. Um, <laughs> but let's, let, let, you know, it, it, is the, it is the whole like, you know, Q's whole point is, I'm well at this point he's like okay I'll come clean 
I'm lonely, which still isn't the truth. I'm lonely and I want a child to keep me company. That was his mm. next ruse. It wasn't, he wasn't even talking about the war yeah. at this point. This is when the episode is still trying to peel the onion back to get to the mm-hmm. truth. I'm so lonely. I need to get a, I need to get a living being that's going to take up uh-huh. way more of my time and energy and effort than I could ever imagine. He's kind of listing all of the reasons you shouldn't have a child. Like it's going to fix our relationship. Uh-huh. It's going to make you love me. Uh-huh. I'm bored. Yeah, exactly. And I that need a also, friend. I'm going to make one. I literally was looking at puppies during this episode and I was like, oh, oh I probably should. I've been seen. <laughs> so I'm going to send myself <laughs> on fair. that one too. Totally fair. It's, it's, the puppy, <laughs> the, there's some sinning happening with puppies mm-hmm. and that's what, that's what that's I would fair. do. Uh, I yeah. would have like, this would have been such a silly sin, but why are we applauding a supernova? Fuck off. Like, quit it. Like the episode opens oh my God. <laughs> with like the big supernova and I was like, Bravo! Well done! Way to go, space! What are you applauding? Be scientists. Don't applaud at the end of the film. Quit it. Wow. Stop that shit. How? Uh, it's kind of disappointing to know that after all this time that Americans are still yeah, exactly. like woo! clapping culture USA. somehow. <laughs> Neelix, what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> oh my god! So I wouldn't. I I can't remember when it was. I think it was maybe in the last decade. Right? I was on a. I was like I think I was on a Instagram or something like that, like a site where one of the only social media sites I was on mm-hmm. at the time. I think it's. I think it was Instagram, and it was a video about how to tell when you're with Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was curious, like, well, well, what, what makes us stand apart according you're to loud. this person? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're present. But clapping was a big one. It's a big one. And I, I, I remember reading this article. Wow, that's an American thing. Yeah, it gave me such the perspective. Only reason, and, then, the only... and then I go down to the comments. Mm-hmm. Hundreds and hundreds of people are like, "Yeah, what's with the fucking clapping?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, I have so mm-hmm. much work to do on myself." It's uh, <laughs> the only time that the English clap is when somebody drops a glass in a bar, and then we all just go, "Way, well done!" Oh, like it's, it's like a sarcastic, sarcastic like you clap. dumbass like, well, thing. Way, well done. You're good at your job. That that's it. You y'all just clap like Everything. when it's Monday. Yeah. I woke up this morning. Woo! I started thinking about my life, how I've been raised. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's actually great. Like, it's affirmatory. It's like, let's go. It's energetic. But it's it's quite unique to, to America. Yeah. So then I thought, okay, if I ever want to blend in, what do, what do I need to do? And so I attempted for the next, and I've been working on it for mm-hmm. years, to not clap. <laughs> it's... You would never know, mm-hmm. but secretly up here in my little think tank, Just trying not to, uh, try in my not little to checklist of things yeah. to do, one of them is like, stop it. Like, I used to pick at my face when I was little because mm-hmm. that's just how I was. My mom used to pick at my face and then I would pick at my face. It took me years to stop doing it. Biting your nails takes you, you have to mm-hmm. break those mm-hmm. habits. I, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm a recovering clapper. Good for you. And there are times Woo! to do it. Let's go. <laughs> And there are times to do it, usually at the end of a play. That's about the only time it's acceptable because the people are fucking there to appreciate it. And they actually did some work. Anyway, don't applaud the pilot. It's his job. If if he has as much invested in landing that fucking plane as you do, if he doesn't land it, it's a bad day for him or her. Oh, man. If the the plane has had a lot of turbulence... And we have had a fucked landing, and it's like, man, that man did work. Fair. I will clap. Fair. I will clap. Absolutely. Or, yes. or if everyone else is clapping, but I, I do a softer one now where I'm like, I just don't want to perpetuate it. But 
when I leave the cab, like the cabin, I'll be like, thank you. And then I'll walk out. That's like a yeah, direct that's a good eye yeah, contact. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Because usually the captain turns and like watches everybody leave. Yeah, probably like, get off my ship. Little ducklings like one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they all made it off. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, I'm sorry. I think that's your you. turn. Your no, I think it's your turn now. No, no, no. I, why are we applauding a supernova? And then we went into applauding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's mine. What else did I... I have... There's so many sins here. So with, many. Like, cliches, like a won't take no for an answer cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is bigger than his cliche. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely have those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I... This is quite, a, like, a meta sin. And this is just... I hope this episode is never watched by aliens in the future or another form of life. Because the amount of hubris and, like human love in this episode it's like we have imagined a species that is omnipotent immortal incredible and we've also imagined that to solve their um societal uh issues they think the best issue is to breed with a human out of the millions of species in the galaxy and the universe we think we are the solution to the problem and i'm like i get it we are all the center of our own Mm -hmm. story I just don't want anybody to ever watch this that isn't human. <laughs> the eye rolling that goes, I was like, you're not even you're not even the best life form on your planet, let alone in the universe. Yep. Uh, I would send the scene. Now there is a commercial break, I think, in between like one moment and the next or like a cutaway. But Q is shot, they drag over to the side, and then in the next scene, they're back behind the couch, directly in fire again, but now behind a couch mm. that is apparently, like, can block them from it's a cute couch. these yeah. powerful weapons. And I just, I want to see the missing scene where Janeway decides it's in her best effort to drag Q across the room through line of fire just mm-hmm. to get behind the couch when they were already in cover on the side now granted it's a much better shot and it looks really nice of course but get him out it's of that dramatic room. yeah and he gets to put his head up against the couch mm-hmm. you know and rest a bit so i i understand that desire but i would i would have an easy sin there mm-hmm. yeah that's some nonsense we didn't see and it doesn't make sense as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i we would have a you have to strip superman of his powers cliche um as, why bother creating the super powerful beings if you have to then strip their powers so lady q has no powers q can now be affected by shit it's, it's like the fun thing about them then you strip it away and i get it because otherwise you just snap your pro- snap your fingers and literally all the, all the problems are away um Here's another sin about uh, Q sex. Mm, let's, let's do it. Do it. Um, he said something. I think he said he can only mate with a species that can copulate. And and my sin was, if it's never been done before, then how do you know? <laughs> it also seems like such a, like, duh, of course. Like, I can only have sex with beings that can have sex. Yeah. But, like, gotcha. every every species reproduces somehow. It's one of the definitions of life. Longer. Yeah. The ability so, to reproduce. So by that theory... You could do this with anyone, but like, how do you know that you can only do it with a copulating species mm-hmm. if you've never done it before? Yeah. If no cue is ever, like, it's just, I don't, I don't, 
It was confusing. Moving on, moving on. It bends my mind. All of that stuff is mind bending. It really is. Um, that I mean, I could do a lot of like the cliche sins, but that I think I've got to the the crux of all of my my sins. Really, I would definitely also sin, um, or just do the cliche of another woman, another perspective in media of a woman, like when Q is like, but you're getting old, and don't you want to have a baby? And it is really alarming when you pay attention how often a female character is. Uh, moved toward motherhood like that is the goal the goal is that yeah. you need to have a child in order to have a purpose now I, like you said at the top the show is maybe making fun of itself and pointing those things out and like it's purposefully doing that but i still send it yeah i'd still send it because it's there like it's it's not a you're hanging a lantern on it but it's still are you, there's part of you do you have a responsibility to not even bring it up and it, I, I'm in two minds about like Janeway says, yeah, I would like to have kids, but it's not my priority right now. And I kind of like that they didn't feel obligated to say, I don't want kids. I've never wanted kids. Like they didn't mm-hmm. overcorrect too much. Like they still say, yeah, of course I want kids, but it's not a priority. It's not in the cards. Like it's not practical right now. Um, so I'm I'm so split about how they handled that. And I kind of wish Q hadn't gone there. Like, maybe he's watched too many 90s sitcoms. Um, this thing was brought up in the chat, too, but, like, it seemed like there was some really cool shit that was done to, <laughs> to the Voyager. Yeah. You know, like, some some shields were modulated, some some sequences were, were refitted, and then it, I don't know if it ever comes up again, no. but it seems like they created a way to go through into the continuum through a supernova and i would just think that that would be a pretty big deal yeah it's pretty huge like balana says that the shields are 10 times more powerful now and yet never never comes up again like they don't reuse that technology i mean in the last episode that q appeared in i think i think it's it's that one or the next one that he appears uh janeway's just like could you look wink wink nudge nudge like snap your fingers and get us home like could you could you could you just do that and Q basically says, ah, that's not your journey. And I'm like, well, you give a shit about that. Send him home, Q. Fucking send him home. What do you give it? What do you care? Yeah, send him home. <laughs> Q should have been the answer. Q should have got Janeway home. Yeah. Um, also in the chat were some interesting ones that were kind of related to what you said at the top of the episode about there being like a civil war or no, no, uh, uh, a decision for suicide in the previous episode. Mm. So. I thought that was interesting. This one um, from David. The Q Civil War is silly. The Q's following Quinn's philosophy are destined to lose. The other side would just simply choose not to die. But I think it's a, it's it's bigger than that. And I have this habit of, of arguing with David in the best way possible. But it's not like that one choice then became a proxy for all of choice. And the continuum has this, like, we're, we're kind of learning. It has this hard line about how things should be. And it's, okay. it's they're fighting for this ability to choose everything, not just to die, but to exist however they want, and not as part of this continuum, but as as individuals. That's what I took them to be fighting for. Okay, so so my my question I think has been answered, which is because I don't I don't have some references here because I didn't we didn't watch that one for this show, but so cues can choose can can choose to die. Or but but now they don't get a choice in death. It's just it can happen to them based on gunfire or whatever. Well, yeah, they as part of this war, they were coming up with ways to kill each other, but they didn't. They never had to do that. And the episode with Quinn, the Q that wanted to become mortal, 
they mm-hmm. were just like initially they were like a it's not possible you can't die and quinn's just like i think i do have a way to do it actually I, I can just give up my powers and then i'll actually no the q can do that q can strip you of their powers so he was asking to have his powers removed so that he could die and they were just like basically no that sets a bad precedent the q shouldn't die the q should be immortal so so then is the idea but but then how would they be dying in this episode if murder. they have to have their powers stripped first murder is we don't know murder is different from suicide murder is yeah different. so you can murder another q yes but you can't kill yourself okay yeah complicated stuff yeah Woo. um i really like this one from the show so i'm gonna p- pop this one up from nick sin the baby who played q will be turning 28 this year <laughs> actually that is incorrect the twins that played the baby will be turning 28 this year the donahue twins oh my god that one oh little god. scene at the end was two babies <laughs> yeah because you have to have two yeah okay that's it for me next week thank you that was a that was a rough one and i'm not gonna i'm i'm not gonna say that's the roughest episode that we're going to watch however next week this is our number one most voted episode for the love theme and we're heading back into the original series we're going to watch city on the edge of forever which won awards has critical acclaim is a classic classic episode of star trek uh until then uh, get in touch with us in the usual ways um on x or twitter it's at captains pod cs drop us an email with some audio or words whatever you want uh captains pod at cinemasins.com and join us on the cinemasins discord discord.gg slash cinemasin and until next week i'm captain ian and i've got to take care of my rickety barge and the half-witted crew and my advice is to give up before you embarrass yourself more than you already have. Yeah, that ship has sailed. That rickety barge has sailed. <laughs> Live long. Okay, well, then I can go to the other one if you want. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do the other one. I'll do the other one for you. The real action will always be in sick bay. Oh, I love the one line that he had in the whole show. <laughs> Live long in Podspa. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Check, 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 check. <coughs> I over-dramatized that. I'm absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Oh, my God. <sighs> Have you have do you have a coffee? Do you have some food in your body? I I have eaten. That was part of why I was okay. a little bit late. I, Good. That's it's acceptable. I, I did decide to microwave something and I Yay! I'm so proud. I, I hate microwaves, but you know Use the replicator. You get to a certain point in your life when you need something done quickly. Yes. And and you're like, I have I have to do this or I'm gonna have a cold this. Yeah. And the good thing is we have decades of proof the microwaves are beyond safe yeah. they're just they are useful like, that's right this is like not using a car like actually using a car is way more damaging than using a right. microwave exactly far yeah. far more risk yeah. involved yeah. there are some really dangerous things that have happened in recent history where i'm like wow we're just like jumping on this even though we don't have the 10 years of stuff going on and it's like i can mm-hmm. kind of feel it coming you know in the next Maybe it's already happening, and since I don't watch live TV, I'm missing out on it. But like the commercials that are that'll that'll say, um, if you used such and such vape pen between this date and this date, you're entitled to compensation. 
you know? <laughs> Contact your medical professional immediately. Yeah, because that always seems to happen after a drug is released, you know, like a, yeah. the, like a, like a medication becomes, like hits, oh, over here, I don't know, I, th- I think it was different when I visited. We didn't watch a lot of TV when I was in England, but. It's totally, the advertising is totally different. Like, I, for the vast majority, in fact, we, we don't have, like, pharmaceutical brands advertising right. this specific diabetes pill, for right. example. Like, that was really jarring yeah. to me, because it was like, do you have diabetes? Ask your medical professional for this. It does this, this, and mm-hmm. this. And then twice the length of the advert at the end is may also cause yes. death, dismemberment, um, loss, <laughs> like of, loss decapitation. of hearing, loss of joy in life, loss of friends. Yeah, exactly. But then what? May ha- transport you to another dimension. Th- that's why I'm like, you know what? I have this other half of a breakfast sandwich that I found in the back of my refrigerator. Don't remember when I got it. Oh, that's the one I left there. Sorry. You know what? It has been consumed now. And when you microwave it too long, <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter anymore because yeah. you've just killed. Yeah. That's no nutrition. That's not how that works. You've killed no. bacteria. You've killed virus. No. No, nope. you've killed. Can confirm. Your joy that is to not live. how it works. <laughs> yep, yep. We'd better get this episode recorded quick because you have about two hours of life left <laughs> before I shit myself to death. Yeah, before you just <laughs> shit everything out. Why are your eyes bleeding? So, okay, I know we're gonna do the show, and we're gonna do the show, but I have to tell you super, super fast that the yeah. that um my favorite sh- one of my favorite shows is back on TV, and I'm really excited about it. It's the um worst cooks in America is back, and I'm super happy. Oh, that's amazing! They have do they have a theme this yes. time? Nepo babies. What's the theme? <laughs> no, oh you, no, it's not. <laughs> it's that's not the theme. That's the worst. <laughs> that's the fucking worst. That's so immediately <laughs> triggering. <laughs> That's the worst. Why do they need more spotlight? So it's not exactly that, but it's like that. Those two words describe the season better than anything I can. Okay, say. they haven't titled it "Worst Cooks in America Nepo Baby." It's spoiled. Like they're just spoiled people who have, don't have. To okay, cook. there have been people who have referenced that their monthly food bill would is someone's oh. mortgage. I. Mm-hmm. That's that's offensive. <laughs> yeah. Nick, you're not wrong. We are basically the wizards of podcasting. We I, arrive precisely yeah. when we when we mean to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and when things go wrong, we we come back as mm-hmm. a slightly more powerful version of ourselves on the third day in the east. I don't know. Look to me on the third sunset rise of the Telefax. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you just take his Look to my coming at first light on the fifth day at dawn. Look to the east and fuck that up so bad that you just swivel over to shadow facts. Hi, fools. Yes, yes, I did. Just we like- dwarves are wasted on cross country. We're natural born salt sprinters. Don't look over here. Shadow facts. <laughs> I nearly said Artax. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of Lord of the Rings, when you guys, um, Download the podcast. We're actually doing another cross uh, promotion with the Lore of the Rings podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you're a major Lord of the Rings geek, I'm not major. I feel like I'm a minor one because I, I don't remember everything. No, but I you love, really, really love it, though. Yeah, Of course. Yeah. Like, what fantasy lover wouldn't enjoy one of the greatest fantasy books ever written? Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't read it in a long time. So I feel like Lore of the Rings peoples would be like, ugh. Let's just skip the pod and let's just have story time. Let's just let's just go from page one. 
Holy shit. This is my dad's copy of The Lord of the Rings that he got <gasps> when he was oh. very, very young. It is beat to wow. shit. This is the condition I received it in Does 20 years ago. I, I've read it once, <laughs> but I didn't, I was very like kind of careful with it. And it just, just smells incredible. It smells like, smells like books. Can you smell that audience? What what edition is this? What did it come out? What is that? You know this. You, you're a book person. Where does it tell you? Oh, there it is. Um, <laughs> so your family did books. Yes, we did. When can I start the 30-hour Ian audiobook re- read on Spotify? I Now, I, I think the Tolkien estate is fairly litigious. I think they, <laughs> they, they, they don't like uh-huh. you making money off of their stuff. So I, I think I would have to change every third word. <laughs> Mm. I don't think I could actually get away with this. Um, yeah, I don't think I could actually yeah. do it. I've probably read too much already <laughs> on a live platform. I- I've been asked to pronounce some things. Um, I can say aluminium because there is an I in there. Aluminium. 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 The vitamins in aluminium. There is no aluminium. <laughs> say it. Aluminium. You don't say millennium. Millennium. <laughs> there are certain words that you realize later on you've been getting wrong for so long. When you said there's an extra eye in there the first time, I was like, you're such an asshole. You're such a, you're just fucking, oh my God, there is. There's an eye in That's not one that I'm an asshole about. That's, that's a fact. That one's right there. No, no new dogs. Thankfully, I have still resisted, but I have to be honest with you, Link, now that you've brought it up. Um, during today's show... I was, spoiler alert, so bored that I started to look for puppies just for fun. Wait, so during I... the episode? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That does not oh, bode spoiler, well. Spoiler alert for today. <laughs> well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Let me recommend not going on to a site or like like an app like Instagram and then starting to look at like, here's how you can make $35,000 a month on your side hustle because I am so inundated with great ideas of how I can make so much passive income and I'm overwhelmed and mm-hmm. I'm in a state of frozen terror on how to make oh, it's a just, side hustle. Those side hustle things are such nonsense. Like they're, they're never as easy as it as it looks. Like if it was is that it the, easy, then everybody would be doing it. Is it like the vitamin? It's like the social media of vitamins or something where like there's like the big vitamin push where, you know, you have to have vitamins. So if you don't have any vitamins, then your body is out of whack. Yeah, and here's well, all the way that vitamins impact your life po- po- positively. And then there's just like no real backing to it. It's just like one person took a vitamin and felt better one day or something. Like, like, is it like that for you? Because I, I... I mean, that is equally bullshit. Like you, you don't need... Unless you have a specific vitamin deficiency, you don't right. need... So, but I have vitamin. a money deficiency, so like, then, I'm just trying well, to understand. Yes, okay, fair. So it's probably not exactly the same. The vitamin thing might actually be worse. Just a reminder, I'm the doctor, and I can be here because of this mobile emitter and the real actions in sickbase. So let's go back there, Cass. <laughs> just, why are you here? Why are you in this scene, Cass and Doctor? Go because away. Because they saw the supernova. Yay! Stop. Yay! Supernova! Woo! There was a... A thought from David I wanted to chat about. Okay, okay, here it is. Oh, interesting. Interesting thought. Did Q's decision to follow Quinn's philosophy that beings should be able to choose to die ultimately lead to Q's death in Picard? Love that, yeah. It did, right? Um, it has to. I mean, they don't that's reference so it. That's so interesting. Like, it's his, this all ties into later. <sighs> so that's something that 
is beautiful and does tie in, but I, but I don't believe that that's what the writers of Picard season two were what they had in mind. So I don't know if that's why they did it. But but Q was dying, and the idea is that Q can't die, right? Old age. Or was he kidding? Was he kidding? Fuck knows. But this is the problem with Picard season two. There's that post credit scene where he comes back and talks to Picard's son. And he's just like, oh, I thought you died. And he was just like, oh, you think in such linear terms. Uh, we don't fucking know. I forgot know. about that. We I know that he that. was yeah, yeah, dying yeah, yeah. of okay. old age and used the last bits of his power to get them home. Who the fuck knows? That's a stupid yeah. okay. season. Um, Cameron says, Danae can't have a chihuahua. People with chihuahua energy should not have chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chihuahua? I love that so <laughs> I've never had a chihuahua. Um, my daughter wants one my daughter oh, wants a chihuahua yeah, huh? for a couple of reasons uh, of course one of them is because she has a chihuahua toy and so mm-hmm. i think she has an i think she has an idea in her mind of what a chihuahua would be like it's not and it's not that but i have been around both the like quintus like this the uh stereotypical uh scary co- chihuahua scared chihuahua and then i've met a few that are so fucking cool and they're just these tiny little things that just, you know, shake with it. Just they're, they're so much contained in one tiny body. So much. It's insane. And I kind of want one. <laughs> Did you know you can get Chihuahua cheese? I don't under. I, I don't like, under. But it's I don't certainly just know. called Chihuahua cheese. It's not like from a Chihuahua. I don't want to know anything more about that. <laughs> Q and Q mate in a very similar. Q and Q mate in a very similar way to how Vulcans make out. See Sarek and Amanda. What is it with Star Trek and fingering? Fair. This one's another thing that I forgot about during the show, too, because I, I had this thought while I was watching it, is the Civil War was a long time ago for Janeway. So for Q to be saying, hey, yeah. here's something that I know you can comprehend. Did she study the American Civil War like intently? Is this why we're seeing it? Because it's like a 500 long time years ago, ago. In, this t- yeah. in the show. Like 500 years ago. It's crazy. It'd be like us talking about something in the 1500s. <laughs> so you said this is like you mentioned Tom like was the bastion of like reason and like had a great moment in this episode. <laughs> it would probably hit harder if he wasn't being massaged by a holographic woman while he said it. <laughs> just standing up for the woman's right to say no while like just to the left a bit. To the left a bit. Yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely right, PD. Yeah. My comment point. during that part of the show was like, wow, light can make, give a great massage. What was the gray? Q and the gray. What does the gray represent for this episode? I don't really know. I should really look into that. Maybe it's like a gray area. Q and the gray. It must Is it be like a play on. Yeah, it, it must be a play on like a novel or something, right? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it refers to a Civil War poem entitled The Blue and the Grey. Oh, the chat is just telling us that. Yeah. David, Wandering Let's Winder. See. Yeah, The Blue and the Grey is a That's Civil War That's what you should thing. be reading. Yes, I should have brought that poem. The Blue and the Grey, I don't know. Is it Finch? Uh, blue equals Union and the Grey equals the Confederacy. Yeah, okay, by Finch. Okay, so it's by the flow of the inland river whence the fleets of iron have fled where the blades of the g- grave grass quiver asleep are the ranks of the dead under the sod and the dew waiting the judgment day under the one the blue under the other the gray that's how it starts that's awesome i love that it's we really now know really that thank yeah. you guys i wish i'd googled it 
right. In, in reference to future episodes, Sarah has says, Ian, will we be doing looking for Pachmach in all the <laughs> wrong places? Ambassador, <laughs> will you be ready for another Jadzia episode? I Can have you told do you. It? I have told you. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I'm open. I am open to the journey uh, that you are taking me through Star Trek. Okay. I think that I think historically, statistically, we're having a good time. Plus, I know that the audience would like for me to have another chance to meet Jadzia. Like, uh-huh. yeah, if I said sure. no yeah. to that, I feel that <laughs> yeah, it I'm just would gonna be put you on the spot live. It would it would be directly against the purpose of the show if I said no. For sure. It did have a lot of votes, and it is on the. It was on my list, but I is was going to like. Is it another warp gonna... Jadzia, though? Yes. God damn it! <laughs> don't be, don't get distracted. Captain's pod enter studio. Update name. <laughs> Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. I don't want to be seen. I'm a monster. Okay. And hello. <laughs> 